Hey, we're back, and today we're going to talk about how to get hot water to your faucet a little bit quicker. So if it takes forever for that water to get there, we're going to tell you why right after this. I come to save the day. The Mighty House crew is on the job. This is Mighty House. Why does it take so long to get the hot water to your faucet? That's what we're talking about today. And before we do that, make sure you hit that subscribe button down below there. Click the bell, ring the, bell. The, bring the, bring the bells, do all that fun stuff. That way you get notified next time we're going to be posting something new. And also, leave us a note below, and you can go to MightyHouse.net and uh, sign up for the newsletter if you want to get that also. And yep. with that, why does it take so long to get the hot water to your faucet? Is it the run? What's going on there, Rich? Can you can you get us get us started I with don't that? Know. Do you think you have a bad hot water heater? <laughs> That's possible. That's possible. It's a water heater. Oh, just, water heater, not hot, a hot water heater. It's a hot we don't water heat the heater. Hot water. No, oh water no, water heater. Oh, it's a water heater. <laughs> water heater. Because if your water's already hot, don't you need it. You don't need one. Got All it. right. So seriously though, let's uh, you know. So from your water heater to any point in your house. You know, we all have older homes where, you know, the faucet, it takes two, three, four minutes to get water there. Sure. Uh, and if you're just dumping it, like you said, open the valve, walk away, you know, go do a crossword puzzle, come back, <laughs> and then you can get in the shower. Exactly. Uh, you're wasting two gallons per minute. And sure. so let's take a look at, first off, let's take a look at what's your pipe look like. Is it, it's like that right there? Ah, look at that half inch galvanized reduced to an eighth inch yeah. due to rust and corrosion. <laughs> and that little spot right there is the only area where that water is getting through. So when we were talking two gallons per minute on a, on a, a newer fixture sure. with that, you're doing four gallons or I'm sorry, you're doing a half a gallon a minute. So now it's going to take 20 minutes. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. So that's not a good thing. How far is it from the water heater to the fixtures. Give us, give us a second shot there. So there, there's another shot of that pipe, and of you can crusties. see it's it, yeah, it's just got a lot of corrosion in it, and uh, that all that does is reduce the water flow, and it takes that much longer to get that hot water over there. And, and very common in the old galvanized pipe systems. Oh that, sure. You know we're accustomed to, and you know Chicago, New York, you know most major cities all had galvanized pipe for years. So right, copper doesn't corrode up like that quite as bad, but mm -hmm. it. For some reason, it does in Florida because I don't know what they add to the water to make it stick to <laughs> copper. But really, somebody's going success. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So then let's. Okay. So that's all crusty. How about, about length of pipe? So I mean, again, a picture behind me. The water heater's right. in the middle of the basement. You may have a bathroom on the second floor, far corner. You could have 60, 70 feet of pipe going to it. Right. Right. Oh, do the math. Go. I mean. Look at that. that. Be 12, made it disappear. 12 gallons of water. Yep. So then that's six minutes. Six minutes. To get that water out of the pipe. Uh-huh. So that you start getting hot water. <laughs> so length of pipe. So that's why a lot of us have adapted to point of use or tankless water heaters. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, especially if you're in a house, like, you know, that basement looks like a fairly nice house, big, big house. Right. But if you had two or three tankless water heaters... You know, you got one for the master, one for the kitchen, one for the spare bedrooms, or you split the house in half, that kind, of, which is what we commonly do. Right. So we only need two water heaters. But again, once you're shortening that distance, right. so it makes it much more economical. Correct. 
What should be a standard distance? I mean, is there a is there a rule of thumb for it? No longer than twelve feet away. I mean, no. I mean, is it more like just based off of your house layout? Yeah, yeah. And and that was the thing. I mean, back in the day when everybody was building the twenty four by twenty four two story central water heater, the distances weren't that great. The problem really came up when we started doing more McMansions late seventies into right. the eighties. You know, you get a 6,000 square foot house and what we do, we stuck that central water heater somewhere in the middle of the basement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or now they started building those ranches, you know, you got a nice large ranch and then they just tucked everything to one side, but then the bathrooms mm-hmm. and everything are on the opposite side. So it has to run all the way across the basement to get there. Yeah, and that's where you put the masters on the other side. Correct. Right? <laughs> Correct. Right. So, um, so that it's going to be about the length of the run, and the, like also what I was going to say there too is in Europe, it's underneath the sink, it's right there. So mm-hmm. that's point of use. It's it's a foot, it's two feet, and you're and you're ready to go. Um, and they just have small little tankless water heaters just for that, just for your vanity right. and, and things like that. So that that makes a huge difference. Um, so and then, and then like I say, the pipe diameter, not just the distance or the length of the run, but the diameter of the pipe. Because again, the larger the diameter, the more volume of water. Right. Your pressure should pretty much remain constant. Yes. Right. You're, it's all under from the street, thirty-five pounds per square inch. But if it's a larger diameter pipe, you're going to have more volume, which then means everything like that becomes a restriction. And sure. also at the end of use, where the fixture is, the very end of the fixture. Next, please. Yes. Fixture. Click. Giddy. Click. Giddy. Nope. That's not it. There's our bonus. That's the picture. long pipe picture. <laughs> yeah, that went the other way. No, go other way. Let's slide. Going wrong slide way. This way. Yeah, slide this way. Go like this. Go like the, what this. Is, what are you trying to get to? Go like this. There, there we go. There's the aerator. sediment picture. There's the okay. sediment picture. Aerator. Yes, the aerator in the end of your faucet could actually be the whole problem. Right. You know, maybe you haven't unscrewed that and rinsed it out and oh, forever. Right. Well, and, and if a lot so, of people don't know they come out. Right. Well, and that comes out of the kitchen faucet, the, the vanities. You can take those out. Uh, and if it, you may not even had any work done in your home, but if they were doing something on the street, that sediment will come through the water and it'll get caught up in there. And all of a sudden, you, you don't have the same amount right. of water pressure that you used to before. So that can get caught up there at the end or also in the wall in the valve itself or in your faucet. Mm-hmm. And you might have to take that apart and get it cleaned. So eh, it might be better left for the pro. Yeah. Taking valves apart. And yeah, I mean, unless you're really comfortable. Right. Yeah. Should we do our bonus round right now? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Get a bell for a bonus round. Let's see how many problems you can find in this picture that we found. Yes. <laughs> so first of all, you've got knob and tube. I, I just keyed up on that. And that's where you just run wire through the house, and then every place you went through a, a floor joist, you put a tube in there, or you have mm-hmm. a knob if it had to hang on the bottom. So they didn't terminate these in any way other than just putting a wire nut on them, and they called that done, of course. And it's usually on insulated wire, so the yeah. wire nut doesn't really do anything but keep you from getting poked. <laughs> exactly. That way it doesn't go in your eye very well. <laughs> right. And, and, but you'll still get shocked by touching it and grounding yourself, too. <laughs> One of the many types of metal pipes. It, right. So they've got black pipe here, right in there, and then they go to galvanized, and then they go to copper. What's the problem with doing all three of those, like back to back to back? You'll lose your hair by electrolysis. (laughs) 
it, when you have copper pipes that are turning green, it's because they are touching the galvanized pipe or they're touching mm -hmm. some black. black pipe. And it may not even be connected like this. It could be going across a brace, and they used a brace that was steel, mm -hmm. and that steel will cause a problem at, at all the connections. Now, these are all press-fit uh, fittings on here, but they still connected it incorrectly. And so there's one, two, there's another one right there. And I think there's one over your head there, Rich. Duck for a second. Oh, yeah, whack, there's whack, right, whack. right. Oh, no, it's right here. There's another one where they go right, oh. and, and did Oh, yeah. You know, so watch, watch how the plumber does it. If you're doing it yourself, different metals like that that should have a brass fitting between the two or a dielectric mm -hmm. union. And the dielectric unions aren't allowed to be used inside the walls anymore, so that's why we're using brass, uh, yes. brass nipples, brass couplings. Okay, back to the show. Right. So Aerators. we've got all these issues. We figured out what was wrong with them. Right. So how do we fix the water supply to my fixtures? What's my first thing I want to do? The easiest thing to do, I think, yeah. and, and, <clears throat> and probably the least expensive, is to do that right there. Put some, what, can I say it? Foam uh, pipes? Put foam around, yeah. <laughs> Insulate your pipes, and you in, put that insulation all the way on the, on the hot side. Now that will help retain some of that heat, and it'll get there a little bit quicker because it, it's not losing the heat as it gets all the way that 60 feet. Can I really say <laughs> what this is? What is I it? want to I say what it really is. Can Go you ahead. just bleep it out? Yes. It's called Pipe donkey. I was thinking you were going to go pool noodles. <laughs> Why did I okay that? Because <laughs> you get the, you get the it's, it's called donk. Go get me another piece of donk. And then you put that on the pipe. That's what it's called. You obviously never did concrete work. <laughs> so we always called it the vibrator that you stuck in all the form work. Yeah, that's did. a donk too. <laughs> Poor donkeys. All right, we can edit that whole thing out. Let's start afresh and say, okay, step number one. Step number one is we can insulate the pipes. So you have pipe yes. insulation. It's made for half inch, three quarter, one inch. I think it goes all the way up to two, does it not? See, yes, and we actually insulate our cold water pipes all the time. Oh, oh, your cold water pipes down there. Well, because the hot water pipes get hot in the attic, and the <laughs> cold water pipes get condensation, so you actually oh, do yeah. both. Interesting. So, yeah. Okay. That just well, we have a lot of higher humidity, so you gotta you know do both. Right. But no pipe insulation, especially on like a shorter run or whatever, uh, is truly the the most economical way to keep the water hot in the pipe. Right. And if you're in Florida, keep the cold water cold. And keep it from dripping on the ceilings <laughs> and, and and sweating. So the other thing is, we can install a return line if it's a new home it, or if it's. If it's new home and you're building a new home, this is easy to do. If you're remodeling, mm -hmm. this may be a little more difficult. Um, but what you do is you put a return line in here so that that way this comes back, back to the water heater. And then in this mm -hmm. case, we show a pump. But you can also just do a gravity fed with a check valve. And then you back feed the, the water heater. And that will just circulate that water and, and you'll be able to right. have hot water. Now, um, if you can't get up to the second floor to the master where you're really having problems, you might be able to go to the other end where that hot water goes up in the wall and bring mm -hmm. the recirculating down, uh, recirculating line back to the water heater just in the basement because that might save you 20 or 30 feet of water. So um, ideally, you run it right up to the faucet the furthest away, and that way you've always right. got hot water there. 
Can I have yeah, multiple recirculating uh, yeah. pathways? Yes. Yes. So if you've got bathrooms on one side and you got you know uh, the kitchen on the other and you want to do both, yes. Okay. Yeah, you can. I think the real key to all of those though is to is to have the timer on there and having you know if you have a more or less a set schedule for your day. Yeah. You know that's the most the best way to use that timer. You know, Check you don't it have it running all day long. You want to have it set to start recirculating at say 6 a.m. Give us an Because that's when you get it. Yeah. There. So that way you can set that at 6 a.m. so that when you get up to go make coffee or whatever in the morning, you can wash up. You've got hot water. You can rinse your pot out. You got hot water. You know, you have your coffee. You can get in the shower. You have hot water. But if you typically leave for work, for work at 830, then make sure that research pump shuts off. There's no reason for it to come back on until say five or five thirty, whatever, whenever you start prepping for dinner. Right. So you can truly save a ton of money by not having it constantly recirculate because it's going to constantly fire the water heater. Correct. But you can also then increase your comfort. Yes. So the other thing too is now you want if you are putting a research line in, make sure you go back and put that insulation. That pipe insulation is going to make a big difference now too. Mm-hmm. So you're heating all that water and you're, and you're keeping that all in the pipes. It's going to be warm. So you want to, you want to slow that process down by insulating it. And that way you're mm-hmm. not losing all that energy. Um, so this one would be mounted on the water heater itself, like the previous picture. And then you would set your right. timer, like Rich said, so you can set the times of when it was going to go on and off. Now, if you That's have a nice unit, yeah, the, I, I like installing these. That's why I grabbed this picture. So if you had one coming from two areas, then you would come. You would end up with two pumps coming from each zone. So each each area would be zoned off to one return line right. back into the into the water. <laughs> okay. So next option. You could if if you've got a finished basement, you don't have any access, no way to get that return line in there. They make these with a little timer on them also, and now you can put this underneath the kitchen sink. You can put this underneath the, uh, the, the master bedroom or the bathroom faucet mm-hmm. so that now this, what this does is it cross, crosses over and it brings the hot water in and pushes it down the cold side. So what that's doing now is keeping that hot water there. Obviously, you can't right. insulate anything because everything's still buried in the walls. It's not a right. very efficient way to do it, but it is, it is a way to get that done. Um, right. These also can be used with tankless water heaters. Whereas the previous one cannot. So right. if you have a tankless water heater, you would want to use one of these for sure. Then. But majority of tank, a, a good number of the high-end tankless water heaters actually have built-in research pumps and dedicated lines. Yes. Some only have uh, a fitting, a backflow preventer, like a T, yep. that you would bring your research line in. But some do actually have a true research fitting on them, which is much nicer to use. Right. So yeah, if you're if you're looking for a tankless, and you're you're upgrading like that anyway, then make sure you look for one of those. And then <laughs> probably the most economical way to get that keep that hot water there is one of these. And go ahead, explain what this is, Rich. So that's that's a bridge valve. So basically, if you had a uh, a pump or access to the area of your on your water heater. You could actually put that bridge valve at the faucet furthest away. You have the hot and cold waters that were actually coming up through the wall or through the floor tied into the two ends. The two arrows pointing up would actually go directly to your fixture then. That's the faucet, hot and cold. Right. And in that green box is a check valve. 
the best way you would describe it, we were talking about it before the show, is like the thermostat in your car. Mm-hmm. So it's preset to a specific temperature. You start recirculating hot water, and it's going to push it through the cold water side back to the water heater. But once that water gets to a certain temperature, it's going to close that thermostat, and it's only going to force the hot water to go through the hot water side. So it's a much better way because you're not really contaminating your cold water side with hot water. Right. Because, again, there you always run a risk anytime you recirculate hot water through your cold water. There's a couple of waterborne diseases that are possible. So it's important to flush your cold water side or let it run a minute. Right. You know, prior to filling a pot or whatever. But again, it's it, the problem is that defeats the purpose of the hot water side, right? <laughs> the whole idea you went through all this, so you had instant hot water, but now right. we're telling you to run off your cold water well, it, because you could get sick. Right. Just a little bit. I mean, you're, you know, you're not letting it run for five minutes. You're, you know, running it for 15 or 30 seconds just to, right. just to clear it out. But the other thing is most people don't drink the water out of their faucet. A lot of people just use bottled water. Right. Most People use the the water outlet in their refrigerator, which will have a dual stage filter minimum, Mm -hmm. which would stop that. So a lot of it is, you know, your tap water is really not used like it used to be. And if you're using it to boil water for pasta or something, it doesn't matter. Once it comes to a boil, if there was something in there, it's gone. So, (laughs) again, you know, some common sense, some thinking about what you're doing. So Right. And so this would be used with that first pump that we had. And instead of bringing mm-hmm. that down and bringing uh, and putting that pump on the uh, drain valve, you're putting it on the hot water side, and you're going to splice it in on top of the tank, so it's pulling that water and pushing it up through. Mm-hmm. So and and it pushes it back through here. So that that's how that all gets tied together. So uh, with that, I think we've kind of solved the the, the water issue. Hey, no. I, check it out. I got a I got a shot of sonar in the shower. In the cold shower. In the cold yes, shower. Yes. Wait. Yeah. I was just well, more excited research. that you were here. I was like, wait a minute, Yay! what's going on? <laughs> yeah. yeah, why are you in my shower? <laughs> How did you know I had cold water? <laughs> so we, now we have a picture of, of Sonar in the shower, and we've got Mike Novak on his roof. <laughs> on the roof. So we, there you go. We, we're, we're getting there. We, we've, got, we've got all these people. You know, we just get these unique shots. Collect the cards. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, so with that, click the subscribe button. Make sure you ring the bell so you'll be notified next time we uh, post a new video. And mm-hmm. leave a note below. If you've got any questions, we're more than happy to answer them. And, of course, you can always send a, an email directly to Rich, rich at mightyhouse.net, and he'll be more than happy to answer your questions. So with that. Go check that. <laughs> <laughs> with that, keep it square and level. Until, Until next, next time. time. Until next time. All right. Boom, just like that. Clean. Click, click, So simple. So easy. That's it. Fresh water, hot water. Now, let's hope our wives aren't watching this so that they don't say, hey, why don't I have one of these? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)